0: than most, better than most, critical takeoff,
1: he falls into the pit, he's going to get spanned
0: out, he's got the premier oh my goodness, please make welcome, the Ball and All podcast,
1: James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckhart and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve
0: Condor, Condor, Condor! South Sydney, glory, glory to South Sydney, glory, glory to South Sydney, South Sydney marches on. When speaking of the champions, one stands above the rest. Glory's old and records proud, when often put to test. A fine tradition's history that others cannot best, they wear.
1: Okay, well, welcome back to the ball and all. We're running into the captain's run. We're full of beans today, Jared. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the improve. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to bounce the beans. I've uh, still got a bit of a, a
0: throat and a cough and a chest issue, but um, better by the day. And, gee, there's some cracking sport around, isn't there, with uh, the ashes and Some really good, interesting and intriguing games this weekend. So, yes, I'm getting better by the day, Steve.
1: Don't leave the golf out of it. We've got some good tips. I've done a lot of research this week. Um, I think it's going to be an epic British Open. Um, So, we'll have a bit of a chat about that later. Uh, But firstly, let's just get straight into the news overnight. I think this has been a long time coming. Uh, George Piggins um, inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, yesterday. During the day, the NRL apparently put on a really good show. Himself and Ian Heads were inducted. Uh, I think the only thing the NRL got wrong is, for me, George Piggins is an immortal, Jared,
0: I certainly have to go close to that. I, I, I guess if, if we peel back some of the specs that they have around immortals on field, maybe he wasn't a standout star like some of those guys were. But, my goodness, what he's done for the game, what he's done for South Sydney, I mean... Uh, outstanding player on the field for many, many years in a very, very good South Sydney era. And then Clubman, um, you know, on their board, uh, then Chairman, uh, then led their resurgence, you know, against all odds, against the, the monolith of uh, News Limited, and then to, you know, lead them back from the wilderness, as he did. Um, and, you know, now they won a premiership a few years ago, you know, have an incredible, uh, membership list, uh, I think it's the highest number of uh, members for a rugby league club, just a machine off the field in terms of their commercial operation and their success. Outstanding story and well, well deserved. I agree with you. I think it probably should have happened a couple of years ago and it's so good to see uh, George there yesterday and recognised as he was.
1: Yeah, and look, for those that don't understand, like what George did... Um You know, there's not many people have done and successfully have had a successful outcome. He took on News Corp, effectively. Um, And, you know, we could go into, you know, lots of dialogue on how News Corp go about doing business globally. Um, You know, they wanted the foothold in Australia, which was Foxtel. They wanted the NRL. um, And Souths were kicked out. And George did everything, including mortgage his house. Um, I think from memory, he put up the best part of... Three to four million dollars of security um, to take on the legal challenges of of South Sydney taking on News Corp when they were kicked out of out of the comp. Um, yep. Uh, the marches you can only you can jump on YouTube. You can have a look. He got everybody <clears throat> in uh, in rugby league um, behind him. Um, I think those marches in Sydney were hundred to hundred and fifty thousand people uh, marching up George uh, George Street um, to the Town Hall. Um, you know having that never say die attitude and the fight to survive and uh you know i think the uh, the overwhelming overwhelming push was just too persistent and too great um thrown out of the court of law and south sydney were um, were put back into the competition and as they well, should and,
0: have been. and Steve, what a lot of people today's fans probably wouldn't know that some of the background that now, George ran his own very successful business, which was a landscaping yep. and, and, and trucking business, um, and you know was w- very wealthy in his own right. He then tipped so much of that money, he and his wife Nolene, back into that business, um, and the, the, the two of them ran that club uh, on a shoestring for many years to try and hold it all together, especially when they returned. Uh, and it's great to see that there's been a thawing of, you know, the fallout that occurred with the change of. Ownership of the club, but I think we'd all argue that that's certainly been very successful, and it's just outstanding to see George back in the fold with the club over the last four or five years. And there's been so many quality people out of that era uh, as a part of that, and then to be recognised by the game, you know, he's an outstanding figure. And you know, if we ever talk about club and tradition, and you know what a club man is is about, and all of those sort of traditional values I mean George Biggins is just it to his boot nails
1: maybe uh, maybe the Tigers should um, buy George lunch go and have a bit of a chat to him about how to run a club yeah well we <laughs> right oh well let's uh before we get in into what is going to be a really good round some great matchups let's have a bit of a look at the uh, this tipping comp we're running Jared there's two thousand there for the winner and it is hotting up um, you know. I have absolutely no doubt. I'd still be in the top five, but I forgot my fucking tips um, a couple of weeks ago when we did the live potty with uh, Matt Wilco. Uh, for those that love our log- long-form uh, podcast, um, Matt Wilco's podcast is up. It's a must-listen. It's hilarious. It's great. It's a really good insight into, a, into an epic career. But uh, back to the tipping, we've got Kiwi Doc on 109. He has used his joker. Um, he's closely followed by Jazzy on 108, Powley on 107. Now, if we drop down to 103, Jared, we have Greg Murdoch. He's hovering and he has his joker in hand. And then at 102, we have Carlos with his joker. So it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. How many, uh, how many pick the rounds did we get last week? Oh, gee, I don't know. Where Where can I look at that? Uh, anyway, it doesn't I matter. Right, mean, we I, uh, got a few, but we got a few that uh, actually we got a lot that got one wrong. Yeah. I found all. I found all
0: seven last week. Sixteen dollars uh, all up. That one paid, and that's uh, I think the second or the third time this year. So hopefully, right. Fully- well, you you
1: you, you just, just stop that bloody bragging about the matrix. You need to get the, the ticket up this week. So we got the oh holy dooly. <laughs> First game, 7.50 tonight. It is a playoff for the Wooden Spoon. It Dragons is, versus the Tigers. Woody, oh, ah! uh, no, no. fucking hell. I, can't, I don't think I can watch this.
0: So we've got a side-sitting 16th with a minus 137 differential, playing the team-sitting 17th with a minus 195 differential. Jerry. And up. don't
1: forget that the chairman... From the Tigers will be sitting in the grandstand in that get up that he had on it on NRL 360. The, you know, he's got about three layers of jackets, a scarf, the little hat. Oh my God, fuck, he's an idiot, isn't he? Righto, how do you see this one, Ryan?
0: Yeah. Oh, listen, uh, I, th- I think the Dragons are favoured because they're at Wollongong. They do get um, Hunt and Bird um, back. That certainly makes uh, a big difference. They come off a buy. Uh, Sloan also comes back in. So they're certainly much stronger than they've been. Uh, listen, I thought the Knights should have put another 30 through the Tigers last week. So they're very, very hard to like. They've had all this other childish and unprofessional rubbish going on in the background over the last week. Whether that creates a little bit of an internal ambush with the team itself, I see that they've had a internal team chat. I mean, why would you publicise that anyway?
1: I think John Bateman was just in there telling, uh, just explaining to everybody how you use sun cream.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I don't know. Listen, from a personal interest, I back the Dragons at the start of the year the win the spoon. I would love the Tigers to create
1: an ambush. Hey, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very hard to see. Uh, I, I'm tipping the Dragons. Okay, well, it's down at Wind Stadium on a Thursday night. That that's a that is a hard um, that's a hard one for the. The Tigers. I think if it was anywhere else, it's probably even money bet. But anyway, I come on, dragons! Come be, on, dragons! They'll be closing the gates at seven fifteen with a full house. Uh, Jared, I, I, the next game, Warriors at home, uh, Friday night, six o'clock, early game against the Raiders. Uh, the weather doesn't look good. There's a lot of rain coming. Um, you know, I, yeah. doing a bit of homework with you during the week. I, the Warriors could finish; they could finish second or third. Jared, having a look at their draw,
0: 100. percent They could, yes. Um, they keep winning the way that they have, and great thing about this is we've got two teams with uh, a, a lot of winning form around them. I guess there's, uh, you know, a few question marks around some of the quality, but the Raiders have won 10 out of the last 12, and we know they've had a soft draw. That's not their fault. What they have done is win footy games. The Warriors have won five of their last six. And I do think that there's some quality around that. And when they went to Canberra four or five weeks ago for what was the big night for Mr. Croker on his 300, the Warriors absolutely whacked the Raiders with a very quality away win in Canberra. But the weather here is a worry for me. And the two occasions that the Warriors have had to play on very wet tracks... They've been very poor, got uh, soundly touched up by the roosters and then the rabbits. It's purely a matter of if all of this rain comes. Now, the forecast is for uh, 40 mil, which is the best part of two inches in the old language, from late Thursday night into late Friday afternoon. So if we end up with a very heavy, wet track, then I certainly think that brings the game much closer. Even without the rain, I think it's closer than the market has it. Um, The Raiders get Papali back. And uh, They get um, a couple of key ins. It's their strongest list for many weeks. Really good matchup. I'll probably give the Raiders a chance, and I'm tipping them in the conditions with their big boys through the middle, can likely win.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I'm interested to see how the Raiders roll in the next couple of weeks because I, I think they're potentially in a bit of a false economy at the moment where they're sitting on the table, but that's my take. Let's see how they roll out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we go into the 8 o'clock game. Um, which is an absolute clanger, uh, Rabidos versus Broncos. This has really big implications, I think, of how this top eight's going to roll out and where the Rabbitohs potentially stand. Um, and let's see whether or not the Broncos are the real deal. Um, we've got you know, quite a few players back in both sides. Uh, you know, State of Origin guys return um, on both, uh, both sides of the ledger. And we also see Latrell Mitchell back and Reese Welsh. Well,
0: and, and, you know, the the roll call that returns here for uh, the Rabbitohs is is amazing. You got Cameron Murray, Campbell Graham, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Herme Saleh, Jai Arrow, uh, the big fella Kulta Mukungi in the second row and the Trell Mitchell at the back. I mean, that's just seven or eight outstanding ends. They come off a bye. Uh, They'd be very, very disappointed internally with that loss when they had all of those outs against the Bulldogs. Um, Very good record against the Broncos. The games at the Sunshine Coast makes it very interesting. Now, the Broncos are still without Flegler and Ricky. What
1: what, is that a Rabbitohs home game at the Sunshine Coast? Yes,
0: because of the um, Women's World Cup,
1: Soccer World Cup,
0: they now have five games away from Sydney. Yeah, right. Uh, And so this is one of them. They've taken us to the Sunshine Coast. If we go back to round nine, they whacked the Broncos 32-6 at Suncorp Stadium. Um, I think the Broncos are still just balancing up off the back of all the wear and tear of origin. And with Flegler and Ricky missing, Haas back and Walsh back are two very key inns. But I want to be with the Rabbitohs. I think they're... um, they're going to be very motivated to want to get back winning and get on a winning roll into the coming weeks because I don't think they'll end up in fourth spot, but there's still a chance if results go their way and, importantly, they keep winning.
1: Yeah, I don't think it really matters where the Rabbitohs end up as long as they're in the top eight. They've just got, you know, go and have a look at the numbers. Um, the numbers just stack up. They've just got so much attacking power. I like the Rabbitohs as well. Jared. I'm with you on that one. Uh, they're pretty short, but $1.67 to win. Do you like any... Any sort of betting formulas fall out of the matrix on this one?
0: Uh, I did back the rabbits at the minus three and a half. And I can say yesterday there's been a very strong market push for them. They're now four and a half. So there's certainly been some confident money for them. Uh,
1: well, the Titans got rid of their coach mid-season. Um, they really haven't put in a poor performance pri- uh, Sorry, since. Uh, <coughs> very, very unlucky, I thought, against Parramatta on Sunday evening. Um, and they come up against what you probably would describe as the hapless roosters. Um, is sitting in the grandstand. He's got the bulldozer in the car park, ready to clean out that roster, I would imagine. Um, There's been a few flops there, especially Brandon Smith. How do you see this one rolling Saturday over at 3pm on the Goldie? Yeah, tricky game, this. Um, I ended up with the the Titans. Uh, I probably agree with the market
0: that... The Roosters might be slight favourites. Um, they get Tedesco back this week. The key with the, the Did Roosters... Did you hear that buzz? Attack. Buzz. He's back. The stenographer. Oh. He just writes what he's told. Um, the, Ro- the Roosters, seven of their last nine games, they've scored 18 or less. They just can't find points. Their attack is horrible. Uh, clearly, you know, really poor form, sitting in 14th on the table and falling by the week. With Tedesco back and possibly their strongest lineup for a number of weeks, certainly they're a chance here and against a defence that will probably give them a little bit more opportunity. But the thing about the Titans is their best football is certainly at home and they've got speed and attack. And we saw that last week against the Eels and we've seen it in recent weeks. Now, they can score 50 and 60-metre tries if they can get the ball to a Brinson or a Sammy or a Piera or a... Campbell. Um, Mm -hmm. If they get themselves going and open this game up a little bit, I think the Roosters will struggle to chase. Roosters have won the last nine straight, but I think the Titans at home in an afternoon game get the right opportunity to put some points on the board. I went with the upset on the Titans.
1: Righto, I'm sitting cock-a-doodle-doo. I'm sitting with the Roosters. Okay, (laughs) we go into the Knights versus Storm. Saturday afternoon, the 5.30 game. Uh, some really interesting reports yesterday. I don't know where they came from, but uh, that the Knights had entertained and had quite a few discussions with Des Hasler before he actually signed with the Titans. Well, he's one of three that they'd spoken to. Who were the other two? Uh, Michael Maguire
0: was one, and uh, Paul McGregor is the other.
1: You're hearing that Paul McGregor is a bit of a the hot tip? He's the job. Yeah.
0: It seems to be.
1: Would you, I mean, if you're, let's just put your CEO CEO hat on, would you make change there?
0: Yes, Uh,
1: but I would have locked down Des Hasler. You would have signed Hasler, would you? Yep. Okay.
0: And or next in line, probably uh, Michael Maguire. Um, I think they need experience, I think they need a hard edge, they need somebody that has won competitions and/or been very successful, and understands senior players as well as development. Um, it certainly lead me out of Paul McGregor. They've
1: they've had a they've they've had numerous false starts here, haven't they? The Knights. Yes, um, they have. They need to get it organised. Um, well, they're up against uh, the side in the competition <coughs> that probably has the most stability in the front office, the Melbourne Storm, um, and it's a nighttime game. I mean, if the Knights got any chance here, Jerry?
0: Oh, listen on anything that we've seen to date I would have thought it's slim the market has a nine and a half I think that's probably about right or oh, somewhere around 10 um, stormer won their last 11 against the knights including the last four in Newcastle it's one team that they have a really strong hold over the last two times they've played them uh, last year at Newcastle they beat them 50. 50- Two and the game prior in Melbourne, they beat them forty-eight to four. They've had some very resounding wins. They come off that win over the Roosters. They've then stayed on the Central Coast all week in camp. Oh, have they? Preparing, preparing for this, and uh, I think they'll be uh, very strong. I don't think ten's enough. I think the storm win and cover the line.
1: Okay, into Condo's uh, team that he just loves to watch, the Cowboys, and they're up against the Parramatta Eels, who have they're missing a few after that um, pretty intense, somewhat spiteful second half, uh, the Eels versus the uh, the Titans last week. Um, RCG Regan, he's gone. Sevo, have they got enough? Enough? Have they got enough, Jared? To to uh, potentially, uh, it probably wouldn't be an upset, but this is pretty. Uh, I mean, if you have a look at you have a look at the odds, the Cowboys are very short, dollar forty three opposed to two eighty.
0: Well, I think the market's not short enough. I, I think it's really. I, I think it's twenty cents off where it should be. Um, I think they should be much much shorter. So,
1: what sort of start uh, have you got the Cowboys giving?
0: Eleven and a half. Oh, okay. And it went went up three and a half on Monday. <clears throat> And the market knew at three and a half that those outs were likely to going to be outs and suspensions. So, so run us through
1: your thinking on that. Why do you have it so wide?
0: Well, I've got the Cowboys rated two and a half points higher than the Eels to begin with as a rating position. Yep. Uh, Then we factor in the fact that the Cowboys are playing at full strength and then at home. So let's give them conservatively about three and a half for home. So there you go. I'm up to about six. Uh, six and a half between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Then let's take off that Eels rating, the fact that they've got no Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Wiramira, Greg, Campbell, Gillard, and Silvo. And then the fact that they are playing interstate and their record when they travel is so poor. You know, I end up at uh, 11, 11 and a half between them pretty quickly. Um,
1: okay.
0: I love what the Cowboys are doing. Can I just say about the Eels? You know, I've been against them to make the eight this year, purely on the the fact that there were the major changes to their list and then a very, very difficult draw. It's not a fact of disliking the club. It's purely a matter about where I thought and how I thought things might unfold. What I do want to say is I think Brad Arthur's done an outstanding job because with all of that change, he's, he's been working against it. He's then brought in... Quite a number of rookies and or uh, makeshift players. He's got absolute best out of a whole heap of them to get them in contention. Including Cartwright.
1: Cartwright has been outstanding this year for them.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, Brown, before his mishap, was playing outstanding on the left edge. What he's done with the young hooker, what he's done with Wiromera Gregg. Um, good Hopgood. Hop Hopgood. So he's done an outstanding job. If I was Brad Arthur... I'll be grabbing hold of two or three of these blokes this week and taking them out the back and having a little, uh, um, you know, a few home truths because he has been very, and the team, been really badly let down by some real stupidity by three of these players that are now out and I think it'll end up costing their run. Uh, quickly on the Cowboys, I touched on, on uh, our recap on Monday. They've got the fastest play to ball in the game at the moment, they've got a lot of speed through the, the middle. Yeah, you know, they're running 48 to 50 metres per set as an average, which is 8 to 10 metres um, faster and longer than any other team in the competition. Play at home, they got attack. I think they open the game up and, you know, I'm quietly confident they certainly are the best player of the week.
1: Best player of the week. Okay. Matrix, best player of the week. Yeah, okay. Well, I love to watch the Cowboys. I love the turnaround there. 7.30, I won't miss that one. Um, we roll into Sunday 2 o'clock. How much start do the Panthers give Gussies Bulldogs?
0: Well, here's a couple of nice little stats for you, Steve. I can't wait. In the last 15 years, so let's call that about 370 games, <laughs> only six times has a team started minus 28 or higher. So out of 370 games, it's only happened six times, The last four times it's been the Panthers, and the last three times it's been 28 or higher, they've covered the line. Um, They will cover this. They will absolutely. Panthers paying
1: a dollar for you can get on the Bulldogs. Jared at eleven dollars. Eleven dollars
0: listen if you wanted to do that you might as well go out the back and have a bonfire and burn your money because you'll get more enjoyment out of it than watching this <laughs> okay um, uh, minus 28 and a half that might only cover the second half listen the Panthers will run up a big number here it'll start minus 30 something I think they'll win by 40 uh, Panthers
1: in a canter okay we don't have to talk about that one too much too much more win by 40 right last game of the weekend lots of changes for the Sharks um Fitzy's got his work cut out to keep these uh, these boys in the uh, in the top eight. Sea Eagles are currently just outside the top eight. Um, pretty, I, I mean, the Sharks are they're very short short favourites. I would have thought this is pretty level pegging, Jarrett.
0: Well, I guess the the key factor that's that's in behind those numbers is that the Sharks' record against teams below them and in the bottom eight has been very strong. I'm just not sure that the Eagles fit into being a a Bulldogs or a Tigers or a Dragons. And so I think that they're going to be a little bit more competitive. Um, The Eagles also have an outstanding record uh, playing at Cronulla against Cronulla. Long term, it's been a very happy hunting ground for them where, you know, they've won 10 of their last 13 when playing in Cronulla. And their long term record against the Sharks is also very, very good. Um, The key thing about the Sharks here, which we touched on after the Storm game and then we touched on after last weekend, um, Bellamy came up with a game plan where he isolated their left edge, in particular Moyle and, and then the man outside him, and just you could have driven a truck through there on a few occasions, and the Warriors went back and did something similar last weekend. Well, Fitzy's now completely dismantled and rebuilt his left edge, so he has... A new left edge second rower, a new left edge 5'8 in Brandon Trindle, and new left edge centre in Connor Tracy. And so he's trying to plug the holes. Uh, He's trying to shake up his list. He's trying to get their attitude and defensive commitment right. Um, I thought the number of eight and a half that it is in the market at the moment was a little bit too wide. I was probably somewhere around six. I think the Sharks at home can probably win. The Eels' record when they travel is not great, but I didn't think that it was a 10-point gap between them. So Sharks the win, uh, if I had to have a play, I'd be with the Eagles. But, Stephen, I do have a little roll gold special for the podcast here.
1: Rolled and gold? Eddie, does, rolled that, does,
0: gold. Does that,
1: does that mean that it's like if we just – we're guaranteed? Like we put the money on, we put 100 on, we win?
0: Well, absolutely. So this is how it works. If guaranteed – And if anybody backs this and it doesn't win, all they need to do is contact you.
1: Oh, right. Okay. That that old chestnut. Yeah. That sounds like one of Woody's bets. Yeah, just contact Condo. Yeah, right. Okay. So how's it work? How's it work? Well,
0: so if we want to target that left edge of the sharks, there's a big fella on the right edge for the eagles in the back row, big Okolatu. Yep. Uh, I can just see that big body crashing over for any time. Try. $3.30, thank you very much.
1: Okay. So that's your bet that's that's your rolled gold bet of the week.
0: Well, it's it's one of them.
1: Okay. Right. What what okay, so you like that at 3:30. What else do we like before we get on to the British Open?
0: Okay. Well, I'm certainly keen about the Cowboys. Yep. And I think I think the other all up of the weekend is I do think the storm went at Newcastle and I think the Cowboys win straight out without the line. Uh, so the other option would be to take the storm straight up into the Cowboys straight up which is about $1.91. So there's three nice little angles there. And, Steve, we might even have a little play for charity and back those for um, our account as well.
1: Okay. Would you throw the Panthers in there giving start as well? Yeah, well, you just take the Panthers
0: 13-plus and you'd probably be yeah, in a queue after 15 total. minutes for that. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> Righto. Well, let's move on to the uh, our quick wrap-up of the fourth golf major, which is the uh, the Open Championship. Ten. British Open um, at Royal Holly Lake. Uh, we've had a bit of success this this year with uh, with our major winners. Um, this week, Condos uh, Wrap. I think this golf course sets up that you have to be an absolute supreme ball striker. Um, dare I say, I, I'm not. I don't really particularly like watching this guy play, but my pick is Scotty Sheffler to win. Uh, I think Victor Hovland will be in the mix. So I'm looking at a couple of multis. So firstly, my two picks are Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland. Uh, Victor Hovland's paying $27. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is sort of shorty. She's paying 8 But I like Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland. Sorry, I like Scotty Scheffler to win, Rory McIlroy and Victor Hovland to finish top 20. There you go. Lovely. Yep. Um, I think the Aussies will ban the mix. I think Cam Smith will be there or thereabouts, and I think the other pick is Minwoo Lee will be there or thereabouts. Uh, I know it's so been
0: touched on plenty of times, Steve, but uh,
1: what a year is Cam Smith having? And,
0: you know, you, you know he and the family and his coach very well. The guy's an absolute gentleman, and to see him in, the we know how hard he's worked for many years, as all of them do, but to see him in such red-hot form and some of the social media stuff this week are, are picking up a very nice, glamorous um, Mercedes, and just outstanding.
1: Yeah, I don't know Cam, but I know Grant quite well. His coach, and I think there's no um, there's no surprise when you have a look at Cam's uh, history of really good performances in big tournaments in the last say four years. It's when Grant's there. So during COVID, it was a real struggle because of um, obviously international travel. Grant lives on the Sunshine Coast, but he was, uh, he's was he been there for most of the Live tournaments this year, including his two wins. Uh, he was there last year for the British Open win. Um, you can listen to Cam have a bit of a chat this week and the difference that it makes, you know, not doing FaceTime on the range with his caddy and tweaking things. Actually, his coach, since he was actually nine years of age, um, being there and making, you know, the little 1% sort of improvements here and there of, of what he picks up. Um, a really good um, – I think a really good coaching uh, sort of philosophy on um, getting him back to his best ball striking is they utilise a lot of technology on um, utilising a blueprint of one of when he has swung at best in all parts of his game. So when he gets a little bit out uh, with his driver, his chipping, his putting – they just bring, they they just bring up the uh, the the footage and overlay it of when he was swinging at best, um, and it gets him back in uh, gets him back uh, swinging it. How we know he can swing it? I think he'll he he's a really like for when you listen to Grant talk about Cam Smith, the big thing that Grant that Cam Smith has in his corner is he's a he's a absolute dogged competitor. So I think that Cam will turn up and he will want to put in a really good performance as a defending champion. So. I don't know if he'll win, um, but I reckon he'll be top 10. So, Okay,
0: so just going through your your, your three key players again, Scotty Scheffler?
1: I think Scotty Scheffler is the standout, yep. Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Cam Smith, Minwoo Liu. And Rory. Uh, yeah, I don't think Rory will win after winning last week, but I, he, I think he'll be top 10 for sure, top 10 yeah. to top 20. So I think yeah. if you get on and have a bit of a look of – uh, you know, of the mixtures that you can get of Rory, Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith, Victor Hovland and Minwoo Lee. Um, but my 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 two picks to win um, are Scotty Scheffler, who is paying $8 and the outsider is he's going to win a major soon, is Victor Hovland. He's paying 27 there Big weekend of sport. Yep, and it starts tonight with the spoon playoff, the Tigers versus the Dragons. We'll catch you on Monday. See you then. See you, mate.
0: Don't smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs>